1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW, avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The
2: topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY
1: Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed Directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio.
2: To Real Marriage Real Talk. You're on the air with Ken and Beverly Jenkins and we are continuing our discussion today about investing in your marriage and we want to give you guys um, over this next three weeks three types of investment um, that will really give you a sound footing in your marriage. Um, today we want to talk about relationship investment and what that looks like to God and to this this wonderful marriage that we're we're piecemealing together.
1: Piecemealing—that doesn't sound uh, piecemealing.
2: It's like a, um, like a, like I would say, like a puzzle. But it's like we're when I say piecemealing, I mean like quilting. You know, we're kind of like. Quilting seems together, difficult. You
1: know? <laughs> and, it is. And uh, it tedious. Is. It's and awesome. Yeah. It's, you said it's awesome. It's awesome. I guess yeah. I'm speaking from a male perspective. When you, you say quilting, I'm thinking, man, that just looks like too much work. I don't it, want to do that. It's
2: not only from a male I've never done a quilt. I've See, only you, oh, you've only
1: seen it. Okay. <laughs> right.
2: no, I have no experience.
1: <laughs> so you don't know if it's tedious no, or not. No,
2: I just look at it and I go, ah, it looks like that might be a little bit hard. But, but the quilting industry, Seems to do well still, even today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's go to, I want to look at, uh we want to jump right into scripture this morning. And um, whatever time you're listening to the show, but we want to lay some foundation. There is some biblical truths, some things that you need in order to really make your marriage work, to make it great. And so um Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it tells us that, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Now, we talked about this scripture uh, in our last show, but I wanted to really focus on the importance of not forsaking uh, the assembling or the coming together gathering. And one of the things that we found over the years in marriage that is very, very important, it's critical to your success, is that every marriage needs a team. You need some people in your life that can speak into your life concerning your marriage. And these have to be advocates or people mm-hmm. who uh, view marriage uh, the way you view it. I yeah. Mean, you, know, you got some folk in your life that don't like marriage. You got some people in your life who think it's unnecessary. Yeah. And those aren't those aren't the people <laughs> that you want to get counsel for yeah. from when it comes to being married.
2: Yeah. Even the ones who are unsure. Right. They're not
1: the counselor.
2: Right. You know what I mean? You may have some good... Uh, debates with them, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) but they're not your counselor, they're not your counsel, and we say counselor, uh, and let's give a brief definition of what counselor really means, Um, it's anyone, absolutely anyone that you're willing to receive advice from, or um, things that pertain to your life, Mm -hmm. Um, anyone you're receiving, receiving counsel from, becomes your counselor, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not a sit on the couch kind of kind of right. deal. You know what I mean? Like you're waiting for them to tell you what to do. That's not what counseling really is. Right. Good counsel or bad counsel is simply you just sitting there receiving the information that they're giving you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and be careful. <laughs> where, where you where, sit. Where, where you, yeah. Where you sit. Where you get it from. Because it's going to guide you. Where you <laughs> <laughs> Right.
2: That's
1: right. But, so when we talk about this scripture. Mm-hmm. Hebrew 10 and 25, it's it's powerful because it's a biblical principle that uh, don't forsake the gathering. That's the first part of it. It's talking about, and I know we use it again. We talked about how the scripture is usually only mentioned when it comes to attending church. But this is a biblical truth about how important it is to fellowship or be in assembly with like-minded individuals. So when we talk about marriage, it's key that if you want to have a great marriage you need to be around other people with great marriages. Absolutely. You know, the Bible says if, if you want to be wise, you got to hang with wise men. Yeah. And so it's important. So you got to connect yourself. You got to do things that help strengthen and build your relationship. Because the word forsake is very uh, powerful here. It means to be left in a condition of lack uh, or not having enough of something. So when you forsake the gathering, let's say you're married, you're listening to this, you're married, or you're engaged and you're thinking about being married. good time to start. So if you're married and you forsake or you're unwilling to be around other couples to do things with other couples, it says it's going to leave you in a condition of lack,
2: mm-hmm. or in other
1: words, you're going to be in a state or condition of never having enough for your marriage to be great.
2: Wow, wow, that's powerful. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, because we definitely think of this scripture as just pertaining to um, church gathering. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we we generally believe and 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 we do want people you know you must go to church but we generally think that most people um look at the scripture and they think oh they're just telling me that you know not don't forsake the assembling or going to church together but even in the assembly of going to church together there's still a gathering that mm-hmm. takes place or an assembly that allows the body of christ to work now quite often we don't really always see that happening on sunday morning but the assembling that um is being spoken about in the scriptures is our ability to come together and receive from one another Mm -hmm. and um, that sometimes doesn't necessarily happen on a Sunday morning but we're talking about where you as a couple are coming together with other couples and you're assembling Mm -hmm. and you're speaking into each other's lives and you're allowing others to speak into your life it's really kind of like the law of reception as well is that when I can receive I can prosper
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, and this is why you know and we're advocates of this because we've seen it over the years we do marriage retreats you know, we do uh, small group sessions. You know, we, we do group counseling. You know, when we do counseling, we do from a group perspective. Uh, we, everything we do, we, we try to make sure that it allows people to hear from other people. Yeah. Because part of the scripture talks about how it encourages you. And you need to know that there are people who are succeeding and successful in marriage. So often what we see in media, what we hear from people is how hard marriage is, how high the divorce rate is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of looking at the, looking at the glass half empty. You never hear people talk about um, that the divorce rate. I mean, that the people staying married is over 50 percent. Right. You, you always hear that, you know, the divorce <laughs> rate is almost 50 percent. Mm-hmm. So it's always that the glass is half full, half empty mm-hmm. instead of half full. Yeah. But there are a lot of people. Succeeding in marriage Yeah You know There are more people Succeeding in marriage Than failing Yeah But I guess it, it sells better If you talk about failure Yeah
2: You know yeah. I think we we don't know How to talk about anything Successfully Because we're always In fix it mode Yeah Mm-hmm and so a lot of, that's the reason why a lot of times when we talk about counseling, people tend to be like, oh, my God, counseling, yeah. you know, because when you think about counseling, if you think about it from the perspective of, oh, I need help, right? then most people are like, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about counsel from this perspective, from an investment perspective, um, not from a sit on the couch, kind of like listen to me tell my woes and my problems, mm-hmm. but from a, I am receptive and open to hearing what it is that you have to say about marriage when it pertains to positive, uplifting lifting edifying good things mm-hmm. about marriage that's, that's counsel right. that's counsel That's counsel. yeah and so we need that
1: mm-hmm. we need that right we need that well and, and you know what's what's neat about it you know just from you know because you're right we have to tear down that that stigma that is to sit on the couch something's wrong with you you know <laughs> when you think about counsel but really the the biblical definition it's really a lot about encouraging
0: that's it you know
1: it's about you know, he can make it yeah, the, the powerful testimonies of other right. people who love each other, you know, who've had success. Doesn't mean they didn't have any tribulation. Oh. but it's about the victories they won. Yeah. You know, the success that they're having, the achievements in their relationship. And that's what you want to hear. You know, you don't want to keep hearing that oh it's so bad, it's gonna be terrible. Mm-hmm. You know. Actually it's not the people who are married that should be terrified. It's the people who are thinking about getting married. When <laughs> you hear all of this stuff, everybody's mm-hmm. telling you how bad it is. But the reality is those of us who have great marriages, we have a responsibility to tell people that they're great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they need to hear some people going, I love being married. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, uh, this best decision I've ever made in my life. That's right. You know, yeah. because it, it, it is an awesome privilege.
2: That's right. That's right. I was just thinking about how, um, you know, how the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Uh-huh. Well, the marriage rate, meaning like the wedding rate, is never decreasing. Right. It's, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, with all the negativity to people, like marriage stinks. Marriage is horrible. Marriage is, you know, it's bad. It's ball and chain. You're going to be tied down for the rest of your life, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, but. Marriage rate, as far as weddings,
1: mm-hmm. never decreases. People still getting married.
2: No, constantly though. Yeah. It's like a consistency. So, so faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, those people who are getting married, their hope is saying that, hey. I'm not going to be like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? However, we've planted so many negative seeds that when they do get married and they hit a bump, then they remember your bad words.
1: You're right. You can curse them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, those words, they Mm -hmm. come back up because words are seeds. And so those words that have been implanted into them become seeds, and then all of a sudden they hit a bump, but they came in with so much hope. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, that's your story, but that's not going to be my story. That's what they say. Faith is the substance Mm -hmm. of things hoped for. It is the substance. It is the evidence. And so they. Then they then they pop off and go. Well, maybe they were you right. Say pop off. <laughs> well, you know, what I mean, I'm old school. <laughs> That's
1: <funny>. You know, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt
2: you. <laughs> I'm that, old that school, kind
1: of, right? That's about your mind. You know, right. Your brain just kind of
2: like pops out, like like wow, you know, like they maybe they were right. Right. Okay. Maybe you know, I, I hit a bump and, and you can't seem to make it over it. But no one ever tells you you need to get you need to assemble. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you hit that bump, you need to assemble. Before you hit the bump, Before you need to you assemble. Absolutely. So that way, when the bump comes, you can go, oh, well, Mary and, and, and Lou, they went through that already, and, and they made it through that. And they're mm-hmm. good, you know, and they're doing great. So so that's the purpose of not forsaking the yeah. assembling, so that the counsel that you receive is uh, edifying, uplifting for the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. And here's something else good when you look at the word encouraged during that scripture, One when you do a word study on it. One of the meanings is to offer up evidence that stands up in God's court. Evidence. And so when you're in the assembly of other people who are married, love marriage, you get some proof. Yeah. You know, you get some evidence that holds up. You get to see that there are people making it. You get because you know what happens when you're on your own little bubble mm-hmm. and you're having your own disagreements and maybe your stress. You really feel like nobody else is dealing with what you're dealing with. Nobody's spouse is as crazy as your spouse. You know, you feel like you got the craziest one on the planet and you are convinced of it. And so when you stay in your own little world, yep. you know, uh, the enemy really helps you solidify that thought, you know, that you're convinced that this person is no good. They're crazy. Something is wrong with them. Nobody else spouse acts like this.
2: And they're your enemy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. They become, they become, your, become enemy. your enemy. Yeah. No assembling. They become your enemy. Yeah. Okay. No one else to say to you, hey, back in nineteen sixty two, Mary was the same way. Right. You know, she wanted the same things. Mm-hmm. We couldn't agree on the same items. Right. We didn't have any trust in the same areas. Mm-hmm. That will help you. Yeah. It says they overcame by the word of their testimony, by yeah. the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. So you need Christ.
0: Yeah.
2: Because he says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. The assembling gets Jesus involved. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that. So
2: you get Jesus involved, and then you add the word of your testimony. Yeah.
1: Lord, we got victory. Yeah.
2: That's, that's a perfect mix. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect storm. That's, uh,
1: that's a proof recipe. That's right. That's, you, you, when you do this, you get all the evidence and proof. Mm-hmm. You know, because here's the truth you need to see some people succeeding. Yeah. Amen. If you never see anybody succeeding, you won't believe that it's possible. Mm-mm. But if I keep seeing over and over people succeeding, people doing well, people happy, people doing great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if you're not doing great, you will begin to believe that you can do great. That's right. It makes it a possibility. Yeah. You know?
2: And, and it's, the, it's the ability, too, when you're assembling, too, there's some things that take place. Mm-hmm. In um, James, it says, you know, confess your faults one to, or is it John? James. James. Mm-hmm. Okay, where, where it says confess your faults one to another, you know, that you can pray for one another, that you be healed, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And so in the assembling, There has to be authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so it can't be that we're assembling with the idea that we're going to hide. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said earlier about the idea sometimes of assembling has been kind of skewed because the yeah. idea of assembling on Sunday morning doesn't always give us a real clear right. and honest picture about the assembling that Christ is talking about in the that's scriptures. Right. Right. The assembling that we do on Sunday morning does not always allow space for mm-hmm. that transparency or that openness or that ability to be able to see into your life and you see into mine. Mm-hmm. I only hear from one person on Sunday morning. Generally, it's the singer and the preacher. Yes. Yeah. And so their lives, that's the reason why they're blessed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they
2: they're the only ones taking that's getting the, of the, taking advantage of the assembly. <laughs> right. And so we, we oftentimes don't have room for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do it with testimony services, right? And even that sometimes got a little skewed because people weren't being as transparent as they could be. They still are kind of hiding. Mm -hmm. And so this assembling as couples is to allow you to be transparent and open and confess your faults Mm -hmm. one to another. So you get a clear picture of what marriage really looks like. And you can stop believing lies about what marriage is Mm -hmm. and start living truth.
1: Yeah. And, And that's good when you talk about transparency, because in that definition of encourage, it it comes from the ideal of being close up and personal in the relationship. Absolutely. So when I'm assembling in this context in which the scripture is talking about that I'm getting personal with people, you know, close up. And so when I'm sharing, you know, who I am or sharing my evidence, you know, you're getting to hear something from somebody that, you know, you know, yeah. that you've come close to and personal with them. You've you've heard their their, their their struggles.
2: Yeah.
1: And you've heard their victories. I love that. You know, you've seen their falling and their uprising. And when you see that, it lets you know and believe that, okay, God is working his way in this couple's life. Certainly, he can work in our lives. Yeah. You know, and he will. He will. And Absolutely. Because he he here's, here's the truth. And I know you're read the scripture. Here's mm-hmm. something I I really realized and mm-hmm. understand over the years. There's always somebody on the other end. Of what you went through. Always. Always. I don't care what it is you're going through, whether how horrific or how terrible you think it may be. There is somebody out there who's gotten victory already in that particular area.
2: Absolutely. I love reading scripture. um, I won't say backwards, but upward okay. so that you can get a picture of why they're saying don't forsake yeah. the assembly. So when you look at verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. Mm-hmm. So when you drop down to verse 25 talking about the not forsaking, this is why. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hold fast to your profession of any kind of faith without assembling. Yeah, You're not going to hold to it no. because you're not going to believe it any longer. You may think today that you're going to remember back and you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I look back over my life and I think things over <laughs> and right. I remember that the Lord brought. No, you're not going to remember that. That's right. You're only going to remember the bad things. If there's no assembling mm-hmm. If you forsake the assembling Then you're not going to remember that great is thy faithfulness yeah. That the God that we serve is able More than able to do exceedingly abundantly Above all that we could ask her, Then you're going to remember that mm-hmm. Because that's going to be far removed from your mind Because the trials and the tribulations They're going to overtake yeah. The very victory that you could have been hearing about Because you can't overcome The word is truth mm-hmm. So if it says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb And the word of our testimony Then if you don't hear any word of testimonies You're not going to have victory. No, you're not. And so you have to reinforce this victory by reinforcing it with what the word says to do. Mm -hmm. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If he says, do not forsake the assembling, it's a reason for that. And it says, do not. Do not. Yeah. It's a, it's not, it's very clear. He's not saying that, hey, you know, sometimes you can kind of hang out. You know, sometimes you don't have to. He's saying, don't forsake. Do not do that. Verse 24 says, and let us consider one another. To provoke one another to love and good works. So then when I read down and it says not forsaking, that goes together. Yeah. It mm-hmm. says, let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and good works. You're not provoking me to anything if you ain't around.
1: That's right. That's right. You don't even have to right to provoke me. No. You know, it's in that assembling. That we become up close and personal, then now you have the right to provoke me
2: and to speak into my That's right. life. That's right. I trust your counsel mm-hmm. because I've seen you. Yeah, I've seen you operate. It says, "Know them that labor among you." Right. The scripture mm-hmm. says, "Know them." I don't. I don't know your labor. I don't know the yeah. fruit of your works. Right. I, I, you may have the greatest story in the whole wide wide world, mm-hmm. but if I haven't been around you, yeah. if I if I don't have an ability to assemble with you mm-hmm. or to receive counsel from you on a consistent basis, I don't trust you. Yeah. That's just, that's just, that's the practical
1: side of this thing.
2: I don't take advice from people who I don't know. Yeah.
1: I really don't, you know. (laughs) So why why are we, and I'm thinking, because what you're saying is so good. You know, couples refuse to gather with other couples. What is that?
2: Um, I think we're afraid. We hide because Mm -hmm. we think that, um, oh, I'm going to be found out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say found that, I think that for some reason we think that married couples don't go through things. Right. And so we want a picture of perfection mm. as opposed to a picture of true living or living yeah. life out with one another. Mm-hmm. And so when we want this true picture of perfection, when that's not what we can present, mm-hmm. then we don't want to come to the assembly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's really hard. You know, you and I both clergy we pastor church mm-hmm. and we see so many leaders and they don't have to be are pastors, afraid. but it mm-hmm. could be a ceo vice presidents That's business right. owners you know so many people uh that are afraid that if you really know what i'm going through you're not going to uh, value me anymore yeah. or you're not going to see me a certain way yeah and and the truth is when you are not able to deal with these things yeah your your value has been lessened in our eyes anyway. Your value increases when you're
0: honest, when yeah. you're transparent. To some. Yeah. Just, yeah.
2: To some and mm-hmm. to most. But I think that, that as leaders, we have to um, forsake that idea and risk it Yeah, for the sake of those who actually will get free. Yeah. How about that? Because those who actually um, hold that over you or won't allow you to, to receive freedom, mm-hmm. they never will with you in the first place. Okay. And so you have to almost, you got to risk it to allow those two to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Cuz see, if you have some people in the midst of you in your company, mm-hmm. in your church, who when they hear your story and they go, "Well, I don't think I want I don't want them to be my leader anymore or I don't want them to be my CEO anymore." Then guess what you've just done? You've just created a great company. You've just <laughs> rid yourself of some things that were actually probably oppressing you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's get free. Yeah. And so, I'm okay with um we're dwindling down to two, five, four. whatever. As long as there's two or three, yeah, that we can be in the midst of Christ. That's all. I, I, I am for peace. Mm-hmm. The scripture says, but when they look up, they they are for war. Mm-hmm. And so that's what David says in the Psalms. And so if you got people that are for war, you want them exposed. And so truth does that. Wonderful, yeah. great. Yeah. You yeah. know, glory to God.
1: That's you know, and, and and that's good. I mean, this challenges us too, it particularly does. as leaders, because when we talk about having these up close and personal relationships in the assembly it's it usually contradicts most of what we've been taught as leaders Mm -hmm. you know that you have to have sort of you know and it's so much there's a way yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but but we we've been taught to completely close off and even as leaders you can get other leaders absolutely you know that you have the the ability to assemble with so and that's what i mean there's a
2: way Mm -hmm. there's a way for us to stay free live free and love free mm-hmm. There's a way for us to do it And there's a way for those of us to do it Without compromising yeah. our leadership mm-hmm. Without compromising our integrity Without compromising who it is that we are yeah. and, um, and, and, and allowing Then also um, God to be in control of our lives Because ultimately that's what he's after Is Am I, am I the one who's commanding your life yeah. Whether you lead A thousand or whether you lead five hundred Whether you lead three hundred Whether you lead two Am I in command of your mm-hmm. life? And so, if you can't follow these scriptures as a leader, then you cannot expect those who are following you to follow them as well.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think about too the thinking here as we're talking about leadership mm-hmm. is that most leaders you hear a common quote: they feel isolated, they feel alone, absolutely, and so they struggle in their marriages. You know, mm-hmm. they struggle in their family lives. You yeah. see, so many leaders struggle. They may be brilliant, gifted people, but they struggle because the biblical principle. That teaches us how to be successful in relationships. We forsake it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, just because I come to church and preach,
0: Mm-mm.
1: I'm not, that's not assembling. No. You know, I'm coming. I have an assignment. That's my job. To I show up. I preach the gospel. I teach. I do these things. Mm-hmm. Then I go home and I got a family. I got a wife and I got children. Scripture says, don't forsake the assembling. So we got to look beyond mm-hmm. just church gathering. Amen. I need some people in my life mm-hmm. that I'm up close and personal with mm-hmm. that can speak into my life and constantly Encourage me mm-hmm. and give us evidence, you know, of, of, of greatness and success in marriage and in our relationships and with our families. And we have to have that. And it's heartbreaking because we know and we meet so many leaders that mm-hmm. simply do not they're alone. have this.
2: Yeah, they're alone yeah. and they and they feel alone Yeah, and they feel like there's um, a gap um, between um, what they can do, what they can mm-hmm. say and um, and who they can really be. Yeah. And so. um and and, and and if you're listening, and you, maybe you have leadership, and you, you ought to pray. Yeah. The Bible says clear that you ought to pray for your leaders. We ought to pray for our president. We ought to pray for any kind of leader. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a leader in some right. And I want to add this, too. The forsaking of the assembling, too, is that how are you assembling in your home? Oh, yeah. You know? Um, there's an assembling that takes place even with family members um, in your home. Are you gathering your children together? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you gathering your wife and your husband? Are you guys pulling together and assembling and actually sitting down and saying, hey, this is what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. This is where I am. I can remember a time in our family where um, our daughter, especially she was going through some things in junior high, and we made it a point that every night that we ate dinner, we sat at the dining room table and we had to go around the room And express, you know, what's going on with us or where we're at, you know. Um, And so that was our assembling to bring strength and encourage back to our family and back to um, our children. Um, And so it's it's necessary. We assembled with our son. I know we make fun of this, you know, because we had a pizza night out, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, build your own pizza, whatever. But that assembling Mm -hmm. allowed us to come together and say, okay, you know what? It may be fun. But we're going to operate as a family and work together through this. Whatever mm-hmm. you're going through, we're going to get this done together. Yeah, we may do it over pizza.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: we're going to get it done through the assembling yeah. and coming together.
1: And I thought a key part, part to that about assembling as we did that as family, we were transparent with them. Absolutely. It wasn't just us sitting down as oh, parents no. saying, hey, well, Let tell us, us about, fix you. you know, what's mm-hmm. going on with you. No, we went around the table and everybody had to share, you know. I had to mm-hmm. share. It, you had to share. Yeah. Everybody at the table. We had to talk about our lives, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on, how we felt, yeah. you know, and it, it was it was powerful. It you know, was. it was it's really good, and we have yeah. to do these things. And and I'm still stuck here with this leadership piece because I know we've well, got people, stick to it, yeah. people listening mm-hmm. who are leaders doing wonderful things, but feel so alone, you know, mm-hmm. feel so isolated. What would you, you tell know?
2: them? What what do you well suggest
1: it, they do? I suggest right now that if you are a leader, if you're a pastor in the church, you're a CEO. First you need to be in prayer asking God to connect you to other people that you can begin to walk with. Okay. You you know, you're a married leader, you, you're trying to take care of a church or a company. You need a place where you can talk. You need a place where you can be vulnerable. Because everybody else, everybody that works for you, everybody that you pastor, they see you as this great man or woman of God or this mm-hmm. great leader, but you have fears. You know, you have things that you're uncertain about. You know, you have things that you're not sure about. And and so we often pull ourselves into our work because maybe we're not succeeding in our marriages. And the mm-hmm. scripture is clear here that if you forsake the assembling of yourselves, you're going to be in a condition of lack or a state of not having enough. Yeah. And as a leader who's successful in your workplace and unsuccessful at home, yeah. that is a terrible place to be. Yeah. You know, Yeah. Just, and then what it does, it drives you to work every day. Mm -hmm. And more and more and more because you feel good there. You feel successful there. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, you got to ask God to begin to develop a team of people around you, other couples, other couples that you know, other couples that you feel good, other couples that you see that are successful. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you start with lunch. You know, maybe you start with a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. but you start meeting together, you know, and talking and and, and doing some things together Mm -hmm. and watch God begin to encourage you. And build you.
2: Yeah. I was just thinking about how God. Now he didn't accidentally. We accidentally fell into the creation of our own team. Yeah. When 15 years ago he said hey go on this retreat. And build community around your marriage. Yeah. We had no idea that that's what he was doing for us as a. As couples, those couples who have uh, been around us still for those years are still there.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I can call their names out. You know, it's Ms. Dereese Murray and, and you know, and the uh, Keith and Adela Spears, you know, just different people mm-hmm. who God said, hey, these couples um, love marriage and they have your best interests at heart about marriage. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful thing when God creates community for you and tells you what to do and you don't even know that's what He's doing. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's a blessing and it builds you and strengthen you. So, listen, we're going to continue to discuss investing in your marriage. Uh, there are some things that you can do and we want to kind of walk through these scriptures with you to equip you and empower you, because we know there's a way for every single marriage to be successful. God has already laid out a plan. We just have to follow it. So we appreciate you listening to us on Real Marriage, Real Talk. Remember to go to our website. That's B-I-M-R works dot com. And you can find all the information about us and, and what we're doing. Also go to Facebook, you know, facebook.com forward slash B-I-M-R works. We're very active on Facebook. And remember, you can always listen to us anytime you like on iHeartRadio uh, under Real Marriage, Real Talk. You can also find us on iDisciple under Ken and Beverly Jenkins. Locally in St. Louis, KXEN ten, 10 a.m., 1045 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Also on w4cy.com and that's every Wednesday, uh, six forty-five. Um, six? What did I say? Six? Is it six forty-five? Well, I forget the time. Ten forty-five. No, ten forty-five for KCN <laughs> and, and six o'clock on PM. Wednesdays PM on um, W4CY. I'm getting them all mixed up. I need okay. a list in front of me. Send so them to the so. website. The, yeah, go to the website. It's right. the easy way. I can't keep I can't remember all the times anymore. Right. So go to the website and it'll list all the uh, locations and times where you can find our show, Real Marriage Real Talk. And we got a new show that we're doing on iHeart called Real Marriage Moments. Five minutes or less of just powerful, impactful truths, just a nugget you can grab to to really supercharge your marriage. And so that's called Real Marriage Moments. Anything else going on we need to share about?
2: It's great. We're great. We got a lot of stuff coming up. So please pay attention to the website, www.bimrworks.com. And um, check us out on Facebook. We're we're always on there.
1: Always on Facebook. And we got a teaching we did, a a DVD, that we're going to make available to you real soon. It's called Irrevocable. You can actually go on the Facebook page and purchase it now. Mm -hmm. But it's a teaching about how to break the sorry cycle. The sorry cycle (laughs) is when you are apologizing for the same thing over and over and over again. So if that's you (laughs) and your relationship and you keep going around that same mountain and you're ready to get free from that, you want to grab a copy of this. Mm -hmm. It's called Irrevocable. Right now, you can only get it on Facebook. So if you go to our Facebook page and um, it'll bless your life. Actually, it changed our marriage. It Mm -hmm. completely, completely changed our marriage. And so... Uh, We'll be sharing more uh, with you concerning that teaching, but it's called Irrevocable. So God bless you. I want to thank you for listening to us this morning, listening to Real Marriage, Real Talk. Uh, We love you.
2: You've been listening to Pastors Ken and Beverly Jenkins of Real Marriage, Real Talk. If you'd like to support them in helping marriages across the globe, you can do so by visiting their website to become a partner or a sponsor at BIMRWorks.com. That's BIMRWorks.com or call them at 888-630-BIMR. That's 888-630-2467.